0: From Bregman, MD, where we're all about psych solutions, I'm your host, Linda Corley, and this is The Breakdown with Dr. B. I'm feeling nervous. (laughs) That's what my grandmother used to call anxiety, and my mother then, Dr. B., she developed anxiety, but the common thread here is they were over 60 when they complained of being nervous. Now that I'm getting to be that age or maybe a little over it, I noticed that my friends are also complaining of being nervous or having anxiety. What is that all about, Dr. B? Why at a certain age do a lot of us suffer from anxiety?
1: It's much more common than, than we would think. To have a real anxiety disorder is different than, you know, just having normal anxiety. You know, a lot of adults that are older, they, they, they're distressed about their health, diminished quality of life, and kind of elevated disability. You know, they don't get a, around as well. But that's not really, you know, the anxiety disorder that I think that you're talking about
0: you know what I'm really talking about is just, let's just say you were a a traveler, you know, common stuff, going to the airport, driving down I-95, no big deal. All of a sudden, it's a big deal. Things that we ordinarily would do without even thinking about it becomes stressful to us. We become nervous. And I really hate that. So I want to talk about why this happens if I can throw my hat about why I think it happens I'm thinking lack of confidence right when you're young oh my gosh you can just do anything and never think about the consequences but as you get older you know about the consequences and you also lack that confidence am I on the right track
1: absolutely you know they're doing more research now on the elderly and you know What we want to talk about that i see is kind of intense persistent worry about things this is like you know can't be calmed at all it's about everyday matters you know look we gotta get this taken care of because there's a lot of evidence that there's a link between anxiety and medical problems like stroke heart failure heart disease dementia so This is a problem, and as our culture ages, we got to take a look and see that these are real issues. And then you're not able to do all the things that you used to enjoy because
0: you're nervous to do them. In my own case, it's just I used to travel a lot. I still do. But now the night before, I get that little pit in my stomach, and I think to myself, Linda, what are you nervous about? It's just a silly kind of thing that I want you to tell us today how to overcome. But before we do that, I want to talk about something you're very familiar with that I believe exacerbated this anxiety among senior citizens. And that was the COVID. And you are the grandfather of the cave syndrome. I want you to talk about what cave syndrome is And how cave syndrome contributed to our anxiety.
1: Now, during COVID, especially the elderly, uh, but a lot of people, developed this syndrome, cave syndrome. Don't get involved with any people so you don't get sick. So they kind of stayed in their cave, had things delivered, didn't do things. And this has progressed now, in this time with the elderly. So I think it's something that's been overlooked. When we look at these people, they're anxious. They've lost families, friends, their retirement, they have cognitive decline, and we're not really looking at them. A lot of us say, ah, they're old, you know, you know, but it's more than that. There's a subset of these people that have true anxiety disorders that we're gonna talk a little bit more about.
0: OK, so we know that the elderly was they were more prone to cave syndrome, which brought about things like paranoia, lack of self-confidence. And then after covid majority was over, they were not leaving their cave in droves. And what persisted was this feeling of nervousness. Big question. How do we overcome that nervousness? How do we gain the confidence as older adults to say, we can do it? We got this. We're going to overcome this. It have that youthful mentality. How do we get there?
1: Okay. You know, one of the things that we really see with the elderly is the negative thoughts. And these are things that all of us that take care of older people are very aware of. You know, this is bad, this is bad, everything's bad. And, you know, they're not like they used to be. If we take a look at what we need to do now, we need to take a look at first, you know, get people assessed. Some medical management has been extremely effective, especially the SNRIs and the SNRIs, um, have been really effective. I think where we've kind of lost confidence with the population is giving these people benzodiazepines, which are the uh, anti-anxiety medicines, and they cause addiction, and then people fall, and they have accidents, they have short-term cognitive problems with the medicines. And I think that um, we need to be aware of that and start treating uh, the elderly appropriate, at least with medical management. You know, there's other things we can do. You know, certainly we have to really get people uh, evaluated. And we also need to be cognizant of all their physical illnesses. Maybe some of them need to be addressed. We also, really, a lot of the people do very well with relaxation therapy, deep breathing exercises. A little music or therapy, some yoga, some relaxation. Now, I know we've all been bombarded with these suggestions, but they do work.
0: Well, I'm going to throw in my extreme advice, okay? Mm -hmm. It's sort of the opposite of mindfulness. It's do what makes you nervous, right? Extreme. Just overcome. Gain your confidence back. Realize that you're not an old lady that you can do anything you've ever wanted to do and just keep pushing yourself. And the more you push yourself, the more you learn something new, the more you engage with the outside world, you boost up your confidence, you think well of yourself, and you know you shouldn't be nervous anymore.
1: How do you like that one? I really like that. I mean, and that doesn't have to be therapy. It could be good friends or good family. No, I was thinking
0: skydiving.
1: Okay, well, that's a little extreme, but a long... Just kidding. But but honestly, I really like your advice. If more people listening could just get out of their comfort zone, right, that they have now and do things and the family helps them, man, that would be a real gift uh, of what we're giving people today.
0: So I guess our anecdote, if we were to meld it into one, would be mindfulness mixed with get out of your comfort zone. Try Sounds good. And when all else fails, I'm around. All good advice, Dr. B. And if you'd like to know more about the subject, visit our website at www.regmanmedicalgroup.com. Have a great week. Take care, everybody. From Bregman MD, you've been listening to the latest episode of The Breakdown with Dr. B. If you'd like more information or to speak to one of our top psychiatrists, just head to our website at bregmanmd.com to book a telepsychiatry visit from the comfort of your home. Hope you've enjoyed our latest podcast.
1: Catch you next time.